afternoon, my conscious co-creators. Welcome to another edition of the Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity. You have no idea how happy I am to be here with you today. We've got another wonderful, amazing show in store for you. Uh, and we are, of course, as always, streaming on Facebook Live. Um, you can always catch uh, the Facebook video on facebook.com slash talk radio nyc on my personal timeline or at uh, uh, facebook.com slash conscious consultant we've got a great show i just got back in town was off on the left coast for a few days so uh You'll uh, forgive me if I make any mistakes today. I'm still working off a of Californian time, so I'm not uh, 100% on the way. Welcome, Roger and Jonathan, to the Facebook live stream. Thanks for tuning in. All right, let's get started with our quotes of the day from the universe and from Abraham. Let's see what the universe and Abraham have in store for us today. First, from the universe. It's really, really simple. Love what you do what you're doing now, and you'll become a magnet for all good things, as if you needed the extra incentive. What you're doing now, the universe. Ah, we love our quotes from Mike Dooley in the universe. Ah, I think the universe uh, trying to remind us that we are always a magnet, that we are always attracting experience, people, and all kinds of things into our life. And sometimes we forget. Sometimes we think, you know, we have to do something special to attract things into our life, and we don't. Whether we're in a good mood or a bad mood, we're attracting things into our life. We just might not be attracting what we really want into our lives, but we are attracting things into our life. And so that's why it always pays to be mindful of your state, of you know how you're feeling, of what's going on inside of you. Because depending on where we are emotionally, energetically, mentally, spiritually, that will determine what we're attracting to us. So the more we're aware, the more we can pay attention to, the more we can be present to it, then if it's not really where we want to be, we can shift it. We can adjust. We can then change uh, that internal dialogue from maybe one of self-criticism, maybe one of, of, of uh, criticizing others, and shift it more into maybe a more compassionate dialogue. Shift it into one where we appreciate ourselves we appreciate others we appreciate the lessons in life so that even the subtlest of shifts in our energy even the subtlest of shifts in how we're feeling and what we're doing can have profound impacts on the things that we are attracting in our lives so you guys know we are not victims we are creators and if we don't like what we're creating in our life, it's time to shift and change. And it all starts with our energy. It all starts with our feelings. It all starts with, you know, where we are 
what we're saying to ourselves and to others, what is, what are we focusing on? How are we feeling in our bodies? It all comes to play. So I hope uh, you like that quote from the universe. We love our quotes from Mike Dooley in the universe. Kind of a fun one, I think, or rather apropos for what we're going to talk about today. All right, let's see what Abraham has in store for us today. Ooh, a nice short quote from Abraham. If you're not selfish enough to want to feel good, then you can't connect with the energy that is your source, which does always feel good. Abraham. Ah, this is a really juicy one from Abraham and very much in alignment with our quote from the universe. Ooh, few more people come on the Facebook live stream. Welcome, Mark, Rebecca, and Patrice. Great to see you guys on the live stream. Um, so what is Abraham saying here? If you're not selfish enough to want to feel good. You know, society uses the term selfish in such an interesting way. I'm not saying that there aren't self-centered, self-grandiosing people out there. But most of the time, when I hear people using the term selfish, what they're really saying is, you're doing what you want and not what I want you to do. So tell me who's being selfish. And if we're not focusing on self first, how can we be there for anybody else in a good way. So what Abraham is saying here is you have to be selfish enough to want to put yourself into the proper vibrational state, into the proper energetic state. And that unless you do that, you're not really connecting with your source, with who and what we really are. And sometimes... You know, what it takes to do that means having to say, Mom, I love you, but I got to get off the phone right now. Bye. You know, sometimes it's having to interrupt your friends when they're complaining about something. And it's just like serving no good purpose other than to like make you feel worse. Because unless we are selfish enough to put our desire to be in alignment with what and who we truly are, which is positive, beautiful source energy, we're, we're never going to shift and change the conversation. We're not going to change the energy of the moment. And if somebody calls you, calls you selfish, you know you're on the right track. And somebody tells me, Sam, aren't you being a little selfish there? I always say, thank you. <laughs> thank you so much. I know I'm doing the right thing. You know, because society, you know, sort of has this undercurrent, this, this program underneath everything, which is you can't do anything for you. You have to do everything for everybody else. And when we do that, it doesn't serve us, and it doesn't serve anybody else. I say this all the time. You, we can't give from a cup that's half empty. Because if we give from a cup that's half empty, we're not really giving what the other person needs, and we're only depleting ourselves. We can only give from a cup that's overflowing. Because when we're overflowing, then we can truly give the other person what they need because when we're so full, 
right? It, it doesn't drain us. It doesn't, it doesn't uh, diminish us to give. And also, when we're so full, we don't care what the other person thinks. We're not going to do something just to get them to like us. We're going to see things a little more clearly so we do what's really needed in the moment and not what our ego thinks is needed or not what our little self-sabotaging voices might say, oh, but you have to do nice, you know, say something nice to them or they're not going to like you. And if they don't like you, you're going to be in trouble. But when we're so overflowing with gratitude, with grace, with joy and happiness, you know, then we can really show up for people regardless of whether there's anything in it for us or not. And you know what? If they're going to be a little bit pissed off at us because we're telling them the truth, and, but that's what they need to hear, then in order to be in service, that's what we have to do. Now, this doesn't mean we're overly harsh. This doesn't mean we're overly critical. It just means we see things more clearly and we don't pander to people unnecessarily. So, two wonderful quotes from the universe and from Abraham, very much in alignment and very much apropos for our guest today. So, I'm going to flip around uh, the camera here in the Facebook live stream. Oops, let's get the the wire out of the way and let's get this on our guest so this way you guys don't have to look at me all night long <laughs> i mean all day long whoops hey come back here facebook there we go don't know why it does that okay so it is my pleasure now to introduce to you intuitive healer and shamanic practitioner shock bergen but Burgering. Burgering. <laughs> Burgering. I had it right before, yeah, yeah. and then just it's, in the moment it's I meant. Burger King without the K. Burgering. Burger <laughs> oh, Burger King without the K. I like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so Jacques believes that the basis for every healing is that there is a safe, caring, compassionate environment, a place filled with unconditional love, energy, and respect. As an energy healer and shamanic practitioner, he's dedicated to helping people overcome obstacles while compassionately guiding them through spiritual, emotional, and physical challenges welcome to the conscious consultant hour great to be here Thank great you. to have you great to have you and i really want to pay our respects to elaine woodall mm -hmm. who yep. was on my show several years ago who was an amazing intuitive healer um who passed away how long ago was it now? it's now two years ago two july, years july ago. two years yep and and yep. that and that's how we got connected because you ended yes. up um helping her towards the end and yep. and, and 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 taking over and kind of helping her clients and her yep. practice yep. so i really want to honor her uh in the hereafter yep, as they say because yep. i know her spirit is still with us yes absolutely yeah wonderful so um i, I always like to start off Chuck, mm -hmm. with some background just to kind of give our audience some context in which to understand right our guests so um uh you don't seem like you're from South America to me. So, <laughs> so somehow <laughs> I don't really. So uh, somehow I don't think you were born into the shamanistic tradition. Um, uh, yes and no. Ah. Like uh, in this life, definitely not. Okay. But other lives, definitely yes. Okay. But um, in terms of like this life, um, yes. I grew up in Holland ah. and came here 25 years ago to pursue a dance career. Ah, and okay. um, and the dance career really was for me like it was 
kind of like the starting point of my shamanic journey, although I didn't know it. Mm. Um, I basically saw the Martha Graham Dance Company perform in Holland. Oh, sure, they're great. And they were fabulous. And yeah. I, I saw them two days in a row. And after that, I, I was so taken by it, by what happened on stage. There was such intensity and such beauty and, and such integrity right. that I was like, you know, there's something there that I, this is what I need to do. Uh-huh. And so after the performance, I asked the dancers, how do you become a dancer? Because like I was an athlete at the time, a decathlon okay. athlete. Oh. And, I, and I said, uh, how do you become a dancer? Oh, the guy said, it's very simple. You just go to New York and you become, and you take classes and that's it. well very simple but they didn't say it was easy did Uh, they no they didn't say that (laughs) (laughs) martha graham also said that it takes 10 years to build a dancer and it did you know it took uh, 10 years and um and during the years that i performed uh, you know i was always looking for that that sensation of like that life force that was going through everything that mm. I had experienced that first time in uh, in the Martha Graham company mm-hmm. and um, and the interesting thing is that I actually really found that in her former husband Eric Hawkins mm-hmm. and who I started studying with and ended up in the company at a certain point as well oh, and wow. um, and um, Okay, so you come to New York. Yep. H- how long did you study to be a dancer? Um, let me see. I had a dance career for about 15, 15 years. 50, 15 years. 50, 16 years. So yep. you studied and then you became a performer. Yep. You performed in New York, I'm assuming, other yep. places yeah, as and well. Outside. Yep. And why did you stop becoming a dancer? Well, I <laughs> was married, got beautiful ah. kids, and, you know, and at a certain point it was like the bank that was screaming, you know, something else needs to happen. Right. And um, so I became the artistic director of the National Museum of Dance in Saratoga Springs. Oh, wow. Um, worked there for a while, um, tried to heal that place. Okay. And um, then came back to New York, um, started like studying yoga because like I had you know stop okay, dancing yeah. and stop teaching at a certain point and um and when i had done my yoga teacher training one of my yoga buddies actually said something about a vedic astrologer and i was like oh well that fits right into my yoga i was like uh, okay okay so i contacted the woman and we had a wonderful conversation but at the end mm-hmm. she said i don't know why i say this but you know you have to do something with shamanism and uh-huh. I was like, she said, well, just look in the city where you are, like if there's something and then, mm-hmm. you know, just take a course and see what's happening. And so I did. And I found Itzhak Biri's uh, course at the Open Center. Uh-huh. And I got just pulled into it right away. Like, yeah. And it was fantastic. You know, like, and yeah. I that that those six, seven, eight weeks that I worked with him um, mm-hmm. here in New York, that really like set me off uh, on, a, on a path of shamanism. I was like, this is what I need to to do mm. you know and, and for those of you who don't remember we had itzak biri on the show just so two weeks ago three weeks ago yeah so like just really recently so if you missed that interview um it's on the archives it's on the website go to talkradio.nyc and you can catch it but itzak is wonderful i mean yep. he's been you know teaching people and and working and the shamanism for years yeah yeah he's really been my guiding force Mm. in in the years like for starting from that moment so like after you took that first class like did you know this was something that you wanted to do or just was it more you were just like curious like oh this is interesting let me learn a little more um well 
Itzhak used me as his guinea pig in class. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> Which can be an enviable and unenviable position exactly, to be in. <laughs> exactly, because he did Olympia uh, at the end of those uh, weeks. Ah. And um, he said, well, you know, do you want to do the, the Olympia? I said, sure. And he said, um, well, then you have to take off all your clothes. I was like... Okay. Well, I guess I didn't prepare what I was going to wear at the end of the day for this session. So. <laughs> yeah. So it was, um, but it was an amazing experience, and I really felt like in the depth of my soul that this is this is what I needed to do, and this is what I wanted to do, and not only like just for myself, uh, because like the course was set up like as um, as learning a ritual and learning uh, like a, a healing method, mm-hmm. but it also um, I really felt it was a great way of, like, you know, uh, developing myself as a human being as well. Uh. And that, um, it really gave me a lot of, like, tools to do that. And as soon as I had done that, I was like, I want to do more of this. And out of that, I actually started, like, um, when I was working with Itzhak in different Mm -hmm. configurations, Mm -hmm. um, I started figuring out that this is really, like, something that I wanted to bring to more people than just only keeping for myself. It's great to develop yourself as an individual and as a human being. But in the end, you know, it doesn't stop. The buck doesn't stop there, you know. And, And as you say, like I said earlier in the introduction, you know, you 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 attract people, and you know, and uh, when you start like developing that energy within yourself and opening yourself up and like getting rid of old stuff, then you also start to like attract people that want to hear more of that and that right. want to and you, that you want to share that information and an experience with. Right. So okay, uh, so let's hold the thought there. Yep. We're going to go take our first commercial break, and when we come back, let's get into a little bit of like how you started your practice, like what made you decide to actually work with people and maybe we can talk about some experiences that you had then okay sounds good so everybody please stay tuned you're listening to the conscious consultant hour awakening humanity my guest this hour is shock burging burging Burgering. Burgering. <laughs> Burgering. And of course, if you want to call in and ask your own questions, the call in number is 877-480-4120. We'll be back right after these messages. You're listening to the Talking Alternative Network. want to connect with are you an entrepreneur or intrapreneur looking to build your following welcome to our show follow me friday Friday with joan and priya tune in every friday at noon eastern on talkradio.nyc we're We're your digital connectors connectors. (laughs) (laughs) talking alternative radio 24 hours a day. And 
welcome back to the Conscious Consultant Hour Awakening Humanity, talking with Jacques Burgering. Yes, All right. we'll get there. We'll get there. <laughs> By the end of the show, I'll get it right. Yes. Um, and of course, uh, if anybody on the Facebook live stream wants to ask a question or a comment, just type it into the comment section of the video and uh, we'll read it off and uh, acknowledge you. So please keep it coming. And thank you for all the love on the Facebook live stream as well. Um, okay, Jacques. So so you you, you studied with Itzhak. You, yep. you, you saw it as, as a great tool for yourself, but mm-hmm. then you you also realized it was something that you can use to help other people. Was there any like moment or or incident or or a particular thing that happened that just made the light click on for you that was like, Oh, I can use this to help other people. Or was it just sort of like a natural progression? It was a natural progression for me in many, many ways because, um, you know, out of high school, I right away studied history, and I became a history teacher in ah, high school. Oh. And so the teaching aspect had been like, you know, like an integrated part of my life. Mm-hmm. And it, as like a history teacher, and then like uh, teaching dance, and then teaching yoga. So all these things, it was always about teaching and like sharing gotcha. things. And about like helping, especially uh, that's what I loved about like teenagers, like really see people grow mm-hmm. and and giving them the, the tools so they can make the next step on their journey. Right. And that was like always there. And um, the working with Itzhak provided me like really like a new realm to work in mm. and to work on a different level with people. Right. And um, then I found this course, which was called the Jaguar Path in Massachusetts. And there's this uh-huh. guy who con- connects like yoga and shamanism. Oh. And that's kind of like, so that flowed out of like dance, yoga, yoga, yeah. shamanism, and then shamanism. It was, like, right. it was kind of like a funny thing. Oh, okay. And he provided over nine months, like, um, like uh, the tools to do healings, healings with people. Right. And so when he said, you know, like, you, you know, this is what... I teach you, but you know, you want to try it out on your friends. And I was like, mm-hmm. I'm going to do that. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm going to do. Like, and I was in the fortunate circumstance at that moment that I was teaching in a yoga studio and that doesn't okay. exist anymore, unfortunately, but uh. that I had helped renovate and I got free space of a free uh. use of the massage room. And I was like, I'm going to use that too because it's an asset. <laughs> you know, it's like, why not? Yeah, you know? New York City getting free use of a space is a very rare thing. Uh, yeah, <laughs> yes. <laughs> so it was, you know, that was like, it, I had the, pre- uh, the perfect setup really to like start practicing. And um, so I started inviting my friends and then more people that I knew. And then I started inviting the yoga teachers of the yoga studio. And then I started like spreading the word, like when I was like teaching, uh, taking other workshops myself in, in terms of healing methods or qigong or tai chi or whatever and so gradually like it spread it spread the word and and me and growing and and as the year progressed during that year i learned more tools and i could try out more things and Mm. you know And and how long ago was that that was in 2014 and 15. 14 and 15. Yep, yep. So, so about, you know, three... Yeah, almost three, three years. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yep. All right, cool. And so then when you started working with people and you started... Yep. Did you have any, like... Uh, you know, big successes early on that kind of really encouraged you to keep going on this path? I, it was really great to work with, like, the yoga teachers because mm-hmm. they were already in a state of mind that, you know, they wanted to change and improve their lives. Right. And that really gave me some, like, 
amazing setups you know right, like and right. some of the yoga teachers they they were like oh my god like i this is happening in my relationships and um can you work with me on that i said you know let's let's give it a shot let's see where we can go with this and okay. and most of the time with like two three sessions with like the same person you know i could uh, work on the relationship issue going back to like earlier experiences um sometimes doing it like a soul retrieval and you know and finishing it off with like a cord cutting either with the person that they had been invo involved with or mm -hmm. um sometimes with one of their parents or both parents mm. you know well, was there a particular aspect of the shamanic healing work that really uh, uh, uh spoke to you or, or was it just like everything like like you just you know was a sponge and just absorbed everything and integrated it all together Initially, it seemed like to be everything, okay. but um, what I really found over time was that the connection of like having like an uh, uh, like an experienced um, understanding of the body really was a great combination mm. um, with like the shamanic work because. Right. For me, the shamanic work became like the the spiritual vehicle to work like work out the traumas like with a capital T or a lowercase T like mm. in people's bodies, mm. and so I was able to uh, use the tools of shamanism of indigenous. Uh, people right. to um, to change the spiritual and emotional setting of people's lives, and sometimes combine it, you know, with like uh, with exercises that would help them to find like their core center, their physical center, as well right. to help them support them in the process as well. Right, right, wonderful, wonderful, wonderful. So, for our audience who maybe you know has not had a, a healing session with a shaman, yep. well, why don't we just kind of walk through it, like what it it's like what someone should expect if they go to see you know, yourself or just anybody like right. uh, and I know everybody is different but but uh, just to give them a little bit of an idea like why would someone come to see a shaman for healing um I think that one of the basic things in that's um, that is often neglected in our society is like is that we are made up of energy mm -hmm. and um and that energy and that we create like energy flow but we also create energy blockages right. when we are not able to like process certain things right. and um we our society is very oriented like as a general uh, rule like mm -hmm. uh, onto like the the brain the brain is the right. most important part of right. the body and that's where everything happens right like in shamanism the brain is not the most important part like in shamanism like it is the energy and the heart you know that are really at the core of everything right. and in, and it's kind of like a lost well not entirely lost like it's it's like in the in uh, upcoming again like as we as we speak the last 20 right, years yeah but um the the and energy aspect is often like overlooked in our traditional Western, I shouldn't say Western, uh, traditional because our, in our Western approach. In our modern Western approach. Yes, yeah, because, you know, like the traditional ways are really like the indigenous right. ways. Right, that's how I know, say it all yeah, the time. Yeah. When people say traditional medicine, I'm like, uh-uh, this no. is modern medicine. Traditional medicine is much, much older. <laughs> right, right, right. And it goes back like 30, 40, 50,000 years right. of like human experience. Right. And, um, and in earlier centuries, we really, uh, our society dismissed 
possess that kind of knowledge. But what you see is that science nowadays starts more and more validating everything that, that is happening within shamanic societies as well. Right. So somebody comes to you, let's yep. say they have some kind of trauma, they're not feeling good in their body. They come to you. Like, what do you do? How can you tell, like, what they need? And first of all, I have a conversation with them and, okay. and see what's going on. Right. And then I am trying to figure out what the emotional underpinnings are to start okay. off with. Okay. And sometimes people have like already like a whole story that's ready to go like uh, about le- their parents or their grandparents mm-hmm. or their brothers or sisters. Um, most of the time it's a, a story that develops. Right. And um, so I'm trying to get a clarity about the story that's there. I also try to figure out if people have like a spiritual um, spiritual practice or Uh if they have um, a physical practice Mm. because both are uh, wonderful instruments in a healing process Mm. you know and it it really tells me a little bit like if people are how far they're on the road of self-healing so I'm trying to get an idea of where they're at and Mm. um, and if there is like big emotional shifts at a certain point that's connected to to um, to an event in their lives mm-hmm. I am determining determining okay which way are we going to go with that and, mm-hmm. and most of the time I end up going in the direction of soul retrieval okay. but not always so what do, you, what do you mean uh, let's just define our terms for our audience yeah. what do you mean by soul retrieval you know in in the um, in shamanic societies, the idea is that when something happens that we cannot process, mm-hmm. um, and we call it trauma, you know, right. um, that part of the soul leaves. Ah. And so what, what you want to do in, in a context like that, you want to go on a journey into like people's subconscious yeah. um, with them or without them, but always with the, uh, with the permission of their soul. Right. And you will go on a journey and find out where that piece of the soul is and then ask that piece of the soul to come back. Mm-hmm. And so you can take it back and put it back into and blow it back physically into the person's heart and in their crown chakra. Okay, yeah. gotcha. And and so uh, what typically is the reaction when that happens? Like, you know, when, when you do a soul retrieval for somebody, like what happens when they get off the table? It's very different. Okay. Uh, like some people start crying because the healing process is so overwhelming for them and some people are just like oh my god like and it's like there's quarters falling and the light bulbs are going off it's it's fantastic you know yeah and and other people are like really peaceful and they're quiet and they're like wow and Uh. it's just so each person responds very differently to the process right, right. but you can see in their eyes and you can see in their um in their body language you mm-hmm. know like you see how their face change mm-hmm. uh, changes how their body changes and how um you know there's sometimes certain movements that they make or there is like more relaxation in their mm-hmm. face or body mm-hmm. that really shows what 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 has happened you know and that you know to see that and to see that something has happened you know in that process that's for me one of the most fulfilling parts of doing this work because 
you know, being able to like provide a tool and to see that the person says, I'll take that tool, I'm going to go and run with it and I'm going to use it because mm. this is good for me. And then the trust that they have right. to do that is phenomenal. Like that's so, so you give your clients homework. So if they come to see you and they, you do stuff with them and then it's like, okay, you should you know, try this practice, try that practice or try doing yeah. this exercise or whatever yeah. so that then they have something that they're actually doing on their own. Absolutely. Because you know, the healing session is really like the start. You know, right. it is like when the first things are shed and that, you know, that the first things have happened and the major thing has uh, like major skin has been shed. Mm-hmm. But then the next thing is that people need to take it with them mm-hmm. and need to go out. Mm-hmm. You know, I had this wonderful lady um, who um, was a yoga teacher initially and um, mm-hmm. and she started coming for a couple of sessions in the beginning, then didn't come for like a, a whole year. Mm-hmm. And in the beginning of this year, she came back mm-hmm. and she was like, shock, I, there's something I need to figure this out. And I was like, I have problems with my money situation. I cannot find the right job that I'm looking for. You know, it's like, I I'm done with being by myself. Like mm-hmm. I just, I'm looking for like a buddy, like how, how can we do this? You know, can mm-hmm. you help me with this? Mm-hmm. And, Every single time that we started, that we had the session, you know, uh, the first time we worked on um, on finding her power animals. Mm -hmm. And she right away, she went home, she started researching it, and she started working with the power animals. And it was phenomenal. Next time, you know, there was a, she started like working with her job, job applications. Next time was, was like talking with her supervisor. Every single time that she came in, she took whatever happened in uh, in that hour session and and the suggestions that came out of that mm-hmm. you know both from herself and from sometimes from insights that i had mm-hmm. and she would run with it and and explore and it's right. been like an amazing journey so so then the effects would be both sort of energetic personal and like physical and right. and practical in yep. a way yeah 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 beautiful beautiful yep. okay it's time for us to take another commercial break when we come back let's just talk about like uh, how what you do is maybe different from what other practitioners do and like you know what what's your flavor of it okay okay so everybody please stay tuned you're listening to the conscious consultant hour awakening humanity and we'll be back right after these messages you're listening to the Talking Alternative Network. If you have an interest in marijuana, you want to know about marijuana, law, policy, and culture. Then feel free to join me, Joseph A. Bondi, every Friday at 11 o'clock in the morning on my show, In the Know 420 on TalkingAlternative.com. Hi, this is Rob Kay. And I'm Callie Alpert. And we're hosts of The Rob and Callie Show. Are you looking for a show that talks about real stuff like life, love, the pursuit of being yourself? Then you have come to the right place because we cover topics ranging from chivalry to gratitude to your relationship with money and everything in between. So listen to us on The Rob and Callie Show Tuesdays, 8 to 9 o'clock Eastern Standard Time on talkradio.myc. Talking Alternative Radio, 24 hours a day. 
And welcome back to the Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity. We're talking this hour with Jacques Bougring, uh on the uh, on uh, shamanic uh, healing and uh, uh, soul retrieval and all kinds of great stuff. But just a quick shout out to Alex and Amy on the Facebook live stream. Thank you for joining us, Amy. I did get your email. I just got back in town. I'll be responding to you shortly. So uh, I'm curious, Shaka. Uh, yeah. Were there any like big surprises for you uh, once you started actually being a practitioner and seeing clients? Did anything happen that like really made you personally step back and go, "Oh my god." Yeah, yeah, I remember. <laughs> <laughs> you know, they every single time it is still what is still surprising is like the imagery that comes up you know like during soul retrievals the journeys that people take mm-hmm. um there there's something that i do that's called like a, a chakra balancing a chakra illumination and at a certain point yeah. you hold the head of the person and when you hold the head of the person it is like this is one of those most intimate moments when people mm. really share whatever is going on in their inside and what's all going on in there like every single time i'm just amazed what is there mm. but um to get something like more like you know specific is um there was one time when during that same process of the chakra illumination where you basically open a chakra up and and sense with your hands like the energy that's in there right and i remember very clearly the first person and i was like oh my god like this is what they've that what i've heard about like Mm. this is what's like the energy that you have to be careful with this is the energy that you know the darker energy and Uh. how okay so Take a breath and see what needs to happen now. Mm. And so I basically took a moment of like um, of of protecting myself extra, mm-hmm. and um, and just say, okay. So this was this came in the form of like a black dragon, okay. and it was in that chakra, and I just had to get it out, uh. and and I first try to like get it out with my hands and try to like grab it by the neck and then just uh, maneuver it out but it didn't want to go so uh, and, and, and i it was like okay you just have to go you have to go this is there's no way this person is better off if you leave mm-hmm. and eventually you know as this process continued i saw this dragon just drip out of the the person and over the edge of the table and just see it just flow into the floor and just you know see it being absorbed by mother earth and it was just amazing you know to see that happen and so what happened to the person when they came out after the session they were like one of the oh my god uh, people you know like it was like they it was like they had sensed it. Like, not everybody always, like, experiences everything. Right, but this person right. was like, oh, my God, when you took that energy out, it was like, whoa. Mm. And as part of the process, like, I sometimes drum over somebody's body as mm-hmm. well. And the vibration that happened after that, you know, it opened up, like, a lot of light and a low, uh, and new fire mm. in that person's um, basic pelvic area. Right. And it was, um, you know, and that was something that she also experienced herself, you wow. know. And uh, wow. so, oh, yeah, it was, like, it was, it was one of those, oh, my God, experiences <laughs> where you're, like, afterwards, you're, like, raising your eyes to the sky and you say, my God. 
God, this was like phenomenal. Thank you yeah. for being this vehicle of healing, and 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 thank you for letting me do this. You know, this process with people, mm. and that people trust me in this process. Yeah. yeah. Do people come to you for like physical healing? Yeah, they sometimes do too. Yeah, yeah. and um, I have worked like over the last couple of months, especially initially. I didn't do a lot of things with physical, and I mostly went into the direction of the emotional part. Right. But um, since I've been working in the beginning of this year with uh, Sergio Magaña, he's mm-hmm. a healer from uh, Mexico. Okay. He taught me healing techniques where I could actually uh, work with people, like in terms of like doing a psychic surgery, where you basically uh, call out and pull out the energy out of people's bodies, right. and um, and and work with like specific uh, physical problems. Like I had right. one person who came because of like w- uh, she was too heavy. She felt she was like she needed to lose weight. Right. She hadn't found any ways of doing it. Right. And she said, "Okay, can you help me with that?" I said, "Okay, let's go for it." And so we went the process together with the psych- starting with the psychic surgery. Right. And about like five weeks later, you know, she called me up and said, "No shock, you know, like, I lost." 15 pounds and i feel wow. like a new person like i never felt myself you know like when i still had that weight on me but i feel like something has changed in me and i feel like closer to myself now and it was amazing you know no. and like another person um she came in with herpes and you know Ooh. that is not you know that yeah. is that is like a tough one yeah and um so we went the the, the the practice with uh, with the psychic surgery and the follow up sessions that uh, that happened after that as well, and uh, and in that process you also check the energies that are in the energy field, what is ancestral and what's created in this lifetime, right. and and the third session she came in she said, Shaq, it's gone." Wow, it's gone. It's like I'm, I'm, I'm convinced it's gone, and so I checked in her energy field. You know, if both. Um, these energies were still there, and one of them was gone. And uh, as soon as one of those two is gone, then you know that the the, the problem no longer exists. Uh, so, so yeah, that, these were like some. Uh, these were like two examples of like the last some, couple. Got some love on that one. Got some hearts <laughs> on that one. Uh, welcome, yeah. uh, Walter and Edwin. All right. Um, wow. So, like physically, and then she. I take it she went to a doctor afterwards and got a checkup, yep. and it was yep. wow. Yep. That's amazing. Yep. That's amazing. Yep. Um, uh, so, do you do uh, of generational and past life healing as well? No, I no. do. I okay. do not do that. No, no, no. It's like it's something that I would love to know more about and like and figure these things out as well. But that's right. you know, I feel I'm still like a growing person in that sense as well. Right. And right, right. Um, and there's so much to learn. Right. Right. Oh, welcome, Steve, to the Facebook live stream. So, Jacques, you kind of view the shamanic work. Almost like a like it's a spiritual practice for you, right? Yeah, yeah, and I I I, I cannot imagine how you cannot. Yeah, <laughs> it's like you know, it's like you're talking to spirit, you're talking right. to God, you're talking to the source, you're talking. Right. You know, it's like that is for me that is pure sp- uh, spiritual practice. Yeah, and so you know, there is for me there is no disconnect between the two. Like 
you know, it's like I've heard people talk about it as just like a, it's just a craft, you know, that you right. just do the things and that's it. Right. But, you know, you, there, there's a source where you pull it all out of, you know, right. and, and for me that it is spirit and it's and it's also like the love that I have and that I feel mm. in the moment that the person comes in for that person and the process that they're in right. you know and it's you can for me i cannot disconnect that like you know that love for other people is like essential to to go the process with them and also to to for them to sense the trust that they have in me like right. you know because i i think you know that's the moment that I start a session, that's what people sense too. Right. You know? What's been the most challenging aspect of doing this work for you? The most challenging is every single time that you uh, go on a journey with somebody, mm-hmm. be it like you know during an entire session or like be it like a like a, a shamanic journey, mm-hmm. um, is to trust that whatever comes your way, you know that it is that it's what it is mm. you know if you get an image if you get a message that you convey that to the person and that in the end you're still the messenger you know there's right, no right. Y- you cannot judge about what's coming your way so if if i see an elephant you know with like a flower behind its ear you know just to give a funny uh, example yeah. <laughs> then you know then it's you know then that's the message that i need to give the person and say this is when i right. held your head or when i cleaned your chakra this is what i saw you you know, and to trust that that is that has been the growing process. Like, uh. and and the further I uh, have come over the years, that's the part that I am that I feel more and more comfortable about. Like, you know, whatever comes my way from the person, it's their message that they need to give back that, that, that right. I should give back to them, them. You know? wonderful wonderful yeah. ah, welcome my good friend Swami who I just met over in California uh, thank you thank you for the nice comments about the show Ta and Cole welcome to the Facebook live stream ah, two wonderful amazing couple I love them um, you're also a, a Reiki practitioner in, a different, in addition yep. to being a shamanic healer yep. um, how do you integrate the two together because you know you've been talking about doing chakra work yep. and stuff yep. which is very typical and when you have a Reiki practice, you very yep. often work with the chakras. Yep. Um, the Reiki practice for me is um, how did I integrate? It, there is always like a, like a physical element to anything, right? And you know, and during the time that I uh, that I um, was a dancer, you know, that I, I was able to like sense that and and experience that and develop that more and more and more. But now, like in Reiki, you know, with your hands, you know, with sensitive hands, you can feel mm-hmm. what's going on in the body and you can um, fi- feel the obstacles and you can feel where the flow is. Mm-hmm. And um, and Reiki for me is not that different from shamanism. Like mm-hmm. um, as I've like taken uh, like not only did the courses for being a Reiki master, but also like work with other people as like as a client right you know you find that you know people see things too right you know reiki practitioners when they are tuning into your body they experience things too and they have messages and they share that with you as well right and 
Right. Wonderful. Wonderful. Um, okay. So uh, we're going to take our, believe it or not, last break of the show. See, okay. time wow. flies when you're having yeah, fun. Yeah, it is. Um, so when we come back, um, let's just talk a little bit uh, um, about healing in general and what it takes for somebody to heal and give mm-hmm. our audience maybe some some uh, uh, insights as to how they can help to heal themselves. And okay. then we'll let people know how they can get a hold of you. Okay. Sounds good. Thank wonderful. You. So uh, welcome, Lawrence. Uh, lots of uh, thank you for all the love on the Facebook Live stream uh, from all our fans. Uh, So you're listening to the Conscious Consultant Hour Awakening Humanity and we'll be right back after these messages. You're listening to the Talking Alternative Network. Are you into comics, movies, and pop culture at large? What about music and TV? Then you're in for a treat. This is Michael Dolce, your host on TalkingAlternative.com. I've been professionally writing comic books, screenplays, and music articles for almost 15 years. Catch my show, Secrets of the Sire, at its new primetime slot, Wednesdays, 8 p.m. Eastern Time, and get the inside scoop on the pop culture universe you love to talk about. For more info, go to SecretsOfTheSire.com. Hello, this is Mark Torres and Pronto Comics Zone Dominic Sperano. And listen to our show, It Came From the Radio, right here on talkradio.nyc every Wednesday, 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. We talk about entertainment, movies, comic books, and other news. So make sure you check us out. That's right here, 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time every Wednesday, talkradio.nyc. TalkingAlternative.com Back to the Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity. We've been speaking this hour with intuitive healer and shamanic practitioner Jacques Bougering. Um, And uh, I just want to talk about, you know, healing for a minute because I remember... Way back when, when I took over the center from Giorgio, and he was teaching our, um, the uh, acupuncturist, Tim, who now works with us in his particular form of acupuncture, very rooted in Buddhism, mm-hmm. um, is he said something that, like, you know, we're not here to cure anybody, because what are we going to cure them of? Everyone's eventually going to die. Right. But just because we don't cure people doesn't mean that we don't help people to heal. Right. So I'm wondering if you could talk a little bit about that distinction of, of healing versus curing because sometimes people tend to equate the two of them right right so um if if somebody comes in with cancer then you know what i do is not i'm not going to say like you know i'm going to cure you of the cancer you know when you're going to leave here like you know the cancer is done you know what i can do is um i can go 
to the underpinnings of why the cancer was created by right. the person, right. and um, and most of the time that's rooted like in in processes that are happening on the subconscious level. Right. And so what I can say is like I can help you heal that part of you that's subconscious right. and that and it needs to be put back together again and it creates like a different energy for you to work from after that your body has to take over and and do whatever it needs to do and wh and whatever it can do for certain people like in the lady with the herpes what i mentioned like in her right. case she was able with willpower and with energy and with the state that her body was in to make that change and have her body heal herself right. and also like take care of that issue right but it doesn't mean that that always is happening it right. you know there's no way that there is the curing is not what we do like right. i heal people i help them find the underpinnings and see if they can find and make a change in their life in such a way that they provide themselves with a different base to live from mm. sometimes um no i had somebody call me um got three weeks ago and, mm. and she called me and she said you know my mom is dying and you know again her her liver is giving up and her kidneys are giving up and um and she said can you do a, a distance healing for her i said sure i'll, I'll do a distance healing for her so right. i did an extensive two-hour um distance healing for her and the next morning um i get a brief email she died uh, and i was like uh and she was like can you bring her back i said no that's not my job <laughs> <laughs> that's not my job <laughs> you know it's like i i'm you know but what she said but why why did she die i said well you know the things that i've seen and that i communicated with her soul as i was like uh, doing the healing was that there were certain things that needed healing mm. something happened you know when she was a, a little girl and you know that during that i healed helped her heal that and that healing process gave her peace you know and because her body was already so far gone that it gave her peace at that moment mm -hmm. to say it's good like i fought through the disease i've done this and i've done yeah, that yeah. and it's time now for me to go and and pass on to the other side right and right. you know and so yeah there is I'm not curing, like you know, right, like it's, right, right. It's really because sometimes it's just that's their life path. Like um, uh, Giorgio used to say, everybody has the, their own. You don't know a person's kama vipaka, which is their karma, so to speak. Right. And so he said, like you know, you can heal somebody, and the cancer can go away, and the next day they can go out and get hit by a bus. Exactly. Y yep. You know, so it, it's it's death is a part of life, and and you know when the time is the time, we're all going to yep. leave this mortal coil eventually. Right. As they say, and that is really like only like a transition, like it is right. a change, like right. and you know, and when you you work with death, like we work with death every single day. You know, some of our ideas die every right. day. Some right. of our experiences die every day. Right, yeah. right, yeah, you know? and and uh, we don't know what lurks around the corner. We exactly. really don't. Yeah. Yep. Um, and, and and you integrate Buddhism into your practice as well. Yeah, for me, it's like it. You know, I. I, when I think of spirit and when I think of love, um, 
I like to have feedback for myself as well mm-hmm. because I need nourishment as well. Like you know, sure. it's like, you know, th- I need to take care of myself. Absolutely. You, know, you were mentioning like about like you know, like you can only give in the beginning of the program. Like right. you know, you can only give if you know you have enough to give. You right. know, if you're not half depleted. Right. And for me, Buddhism gives me like a source, an extra source, a reminder of like, yeah, this is what it's all about in life. You know, mm. this is my my spiritual, my philosophical background that I'm going back to. Mm. Um, as well to feed myself and say you know it's it's really not about the judgments it's really right. not about this and it's really not about that like it's really about the love that we feel and the, and the compassion that we can create for yeah. our fellow human beings and um and that's really where you know where i go back to over and over again and it gives me that kind of like an umbrella you know because as you mentioned like yeah, i'm a white person yeah. i'm coming from Holland. You know, <laughs> i'm not indigenous like in this lifetime right you know but you know big but all these healing ways they're all like fed by the same thing in my right. experience in right. love and right. and buddhism provides me that umbrella do you find that People today, as opposed to maybe when you first came over, are more open to these kinds of absolutely topics and absolutely, feelings? absolutely. No, I feel like there has been like a really like a surge, yeah. you know, in the last. 10, 15, 20 years, really, you know, yeah. and, and it's beautiful, you know, it's, like it's absolutely, um, the, 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 the shamans who share their wisdom with us, they, they talk about this, like this prophecy that, you know, that came out, yeah. that it was time to share their knowledge with the larger world. Right. Because they would never share these things. We were getting lots of hearts on that one, okay. um, <laughs> uh, on the Facebook live stream. Yeah. Thank you. Uh, that, you know, in the past they would never sort of teach these things to people from an outside culture but it was only in the last 20-30 years that that indigenous people started to teach these ways to to westerners to outside cultures to and it's really sort of spread around the world hasn't it yeah and you know with good reason because you know um are Western Europeans that colonized the world and people from this continent too you know they Post threats oh, in many ways to the indigenous threats. culture. Yeah. So, you know, the, the there was good reason for them to keep the information and the knowledge and the experience to themselves. Right. You know, and um, and the sad part is, unfortunately, that you see that a lot of indigenous people find within their countries not always the support that they're looking for, and oh, that they're yeah, actually absolutely. happy to share that knowledge with foreigners you know right. white people that come in and that are actually wanting to like perpetuate yeah, yeah, almost their more traditions. open to it than their own people. exactly you know it's like yeah. and, and it's a sad story and and they are very aware of that that you know if if it needs to spread then they need to use any you know well-meaning human being that that wants to go that road mm. yeah so what does the future hold for jacques <laughs> where, where do you where do you see see yourself going from here, or are you just in the moment? I, you know, in part I'm in the moment, and in part I am really looking forward to like spread this information to more people, and so and to offering it to more individuals. I um, I also want to. Uh, I, I also started like a, a healing circle in Brooklyn, oh, and so then you know people have like a different setting of uh-huh. like experiencing uh, shamanism, and um, I'm looking forward to do more teaching. I've kind of like I put the teaching back a little bit on the on the back burner for uh, for many years, okay. and I feel like I'm slowly growing towards that 
as well and um Wonderful. so i'm really looking forward to that part all yep. right great yep. great so if people want to learn more about you get in touch with you where can they find out about you how do they get in touch with you i think the most direct way is through my website mm-hmm. it's www.jacques j-a-c-q-u-e-s burgering that's burger king without the k <laughs> and uh, dot com and just go to the contact and and if people want to participate in the in the healing circles they can mm-hmm. do that too you know just contact me through the website and if you want to mention that you um, knew about you know me and the work that i've been doing you know through this program you know then you know i'll I'll definitely give you a discount um when you come in you hear that everybody if you if you contact shock and you say hey i I heard you on the conscious consultant hour he'll give you a discount for a session absolutely so so take him up on that well Jacques, it's been a pleasure having you on the show today thank you so much for taking the time out of your schedule to come in studio thank you so much sam for having me i really appreciate it this time Uh, thank you my pleasure my pleasure wonderful gift okay everybody let me flip around the camera for a quick second Ah, no don't end the video why are you ending the video oh well there goes my facebook live stream um so uh i just want to let people know uh that uh Oop, we do have uh, coming up next uh, Oscar Nordstrom and his brand new show, uh, uh, Off the Beaten Path, will be uh, joining you, and followed by Adam Weinberg and his show, uh, Is It Plugged In? And also, you're going to uh, see in our newsletter, we, we have a bit of a, uh, an effort here to help with the hurricane relief in, in Puerto Rico. Uh, one of our uh, hosts, uh, Priya, has a, a relief effort going through a nonprofit that she has down in Florida called The Edge. And uh, she sent out an email. I haven't had a chance yet to post it, but I will be posting it shortly. So look for that. And please, you know, let's be mindful of our fellow human beings. There's a lot of stuff going on around the country and around the world. Let, let's all pitch in and, and try and help those who need the help. So thank you all for listening. Stay tuned for Oscar Nordstrom and Off the Beef and Path. And we will talk to you next week. You're listening to the Talking Alternative Network. Who do you want to connect with? Are you an entrepreneur or intrapreneur looking to build your following? Welcome to our show. Follow Me Friday with Joan and Priya. Tune in every Friday at noon Eastern on talkradio.nyc. We're We're your digital connectors. connectors. Woo woo! What's that? (laughs) Hey, all you crazy listeners. Looking to boost your business? Why not advertise on Talking Alternative with very reasonable rates? Interested? Simply email at info at TalkingAlternative.com. Are you into comics, movies, and pop culture at large? What about music and TV? Then you're in for a treat. This is Michael Dolce, your host on TalkingAlternative.com. I've been professionally writing comic books, screenplays, and music articles for almost 15 years. 
Catch my show, Secrets of the Sire, at its new primetime slot, Wednesdays, 8 p.m. Eastern Time, and get the inside scoop on the pop culture universe you love to talk about. For more info, go to secretsofthesire.com. You're listening to the Talking Alternative Network at www.talkingalternative.com. Now, broadcasting 24 hours a day. Talking Alternative. Hi, this is Rob Kay. And I'm Callie Alpert. And we're hosts of The Rob and Callie Show. Are you looking for a show that talks about real stuff like life, love, the pursuit of being yourself? Then you have come to the right place because we cover topics ranging from chivalry to gratitude to your relationship with money and everything in between. So listen to us on The Rob and Callie Show Tuesdays, 8 to 9 o'clock Eastern Standard Time on talkradio.myc. Are you a conscious co-creator? Are you on a quest to raise your vibration and your consciousness? I'm Sam Leibowitz, your Conscious Consultant. And on my show, The Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity, we will touch upon all these topics and more. Listen live at our new time on Thursdays at 12 noon Eastern Time. That's The Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity, Thursdays, 12 noon on talkradio.nyc. You're listening to the Talking Alternative Network. 